Welcome to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Key. If you're looking to manifest a life you don't need a vacation from, then you came to the right place. I quit my nine to five job to stay home with my kids while building a thriving business. Now as a best-selling author, app creator, and three times podcaster, I am here to teach you how to do the same. If you want to join my inner tribe, head over to the Manifest It Now app. And now let's dive in to the podcast where I'm going to give you my best manifestation hacks and tips so that you can manifest a life full of abundance, freedom, and fulfillment. Hello, and welcome back to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Keith. All right, so I've got to give you guys an update on the past few days. Um, I know I missed a podcast episode, and then I'm late this week, but I promise uh, this is not going to be a trend. Um, I actually had a girls weekend, which... I really don't do that anymore. I mean, I literally, when I say I manifested a life I don't need a vacation from, I really don't ever feel the need anymore to go on vacation. So I really don't. I'm usually just like on it and on my routine and I never vary from that. But um, if you guys know Simone Delora from The Inner Tribe, she wanted to go see Esther Hicks. And I was like, yeah, let's do it. We made a whole girls weekend out of it. And it was amazing. And I really... I was really nervous about leaving the kids just mainly because, you know, I'm the one that does the nighttime routine and kids at that age when they get out of their routine can really screw things up. And so I was nervous about that. But at the same time, I feel like moms need to get away. Even if it's just once a year for two nights, we were gone two nights, it's so important. Like I feel like it just was a breath of fresh air because I got to really go deep and spend a lot of time just on manifesting and like doing all sorts of things to kind of set me up for 2024. And I'm I'm glad I did. So I want to go over the Esther Hicks event. And as, in terms of like all the things to set me up for 2024, I'm kind of toying around with the idea of doing a challenge in January after the holidays, like to kick off the year, um, to get everyone in the same abundant mindset because a lot of it had to do with manifesting, you know, money in my business and what my goals are, um, what I want my income to be each month, what programs I want to launch, like all of that. And doing it in a really good intentional way. And so um, if I do anything, it'll probably be in the app for premium app members. So if you guys are in the Manifest It Now app, you'll get access to that. Um, but yeah, I want to talk about the Esther Hicks event because I did this event last year. And it's so interesting because last year, Esther was like spicy. Like she was Little Miss Sassy Pants. Um And she actually was getting like, it seemed like she was getting irritated with some of the people that were going up and asking questions. And um, so it was like really interesting because then this time she was super sweet and patient and it was just like, it was interesting to see what was happening. But whenever I go to an event or I read a book or I take a course, I always try to look at it at the end of like, okay, what are one or two nuggets that I could take 
and implement that will transform my life. Because I think a common mistake is we go to these things and there's so much. It's like drinking out of a fire hydrant. And there's so much and you want to do it all that you end up doing nothing. And I've made that mistake plenty of times in the past. And so I tried to look at it as like, okay, what are the key takeaways that really were like the aha moments? And I know exactly what they were because the moment she said it, I literally did that like, you know, like, oh, like I get it. And I got out my phone and I jotted them down. And so I have them and I'm going to talk about it with you. So the first one was this woman came up on the stage and she started going into like one thing, but you know, like it always turns into something else. And so she starts talking about her kids and how she's like, I feel like I've been too good to them and I've spoiled them because now it's just like they're lazy and they don't want to do anything. And she was giving the example of homework and how like her kids just won't do their homework. And, you know, she could threaten that they're going to get grounded. She could say like, you're never going to get into college and blah, blah, blah. And they're still not going to you know, do their homework. And so Esther or Abraham, like depending on how you want to look at it, um, went into this whole thing that I feel like I rant about a lot on this podcast, which is just like this whole narrative that we buy into and are taught at such a young age that you have to do things that don't feel good And don't feel right and you have to force yourself and it's hard. And if you're ever going to do anything with your life and you're ever going to be successful and if you're ever going to make money, then it has to be hard. You're just going to have to suck it up and do the things that are hard. And as she dug deeper, it got to where the woman admitted that it was really about her not wanting to be embarrassed that her kids are getting bad grades and not going to, you know, and then she was putting all of her expectations on it, like not getting into college and, you know, this, that, or the other. And Esther was like, okay, so do you think that the teacher inspired these kids to want to do their homework? And she's like, well, no, but they have to. They have to or they're going to fail. And so what Esther was saying is like, look, In life, if you want to do something, do it. Like, you should trust that. And as a society, we need to get into that mindset of stop forcing all these things that don't feel right and kind of like let kids have some leeway to explore what does feel right. But obviously, there's times in life where there's going to be things that you need to do, like your homework, like whatever. You know, there's going to be times where – There's things that you need to do and you just don't want to do them. So this was the aha moment is she said, if there comes that time that you need to do something and you don't want to do something before you do it, first, find out a way to make yourself want to do it. So let me say that again. If there's something that you need to do and you don't want to do it, you don't feel like doing it, instead of forcing it, Try to find a way to make yourself want to do it. So I'm going to give you some examples. Um, When I was in my corporate job, I didn't want to do it. I did not want to do it. I mean, I was sick to my stomach every morning thinking about going to work and doing this job. And what ended up happening was I thought, okay, I can't just quit. Like I'm 
I've got a family to support. I have a mortgage. I, you know, all this, that, and the other. I can't just up and quit. So while I'm here, while I'm stuck in something that I don't want to do, I am going to look at it as I get to do this right now and this is going to fund my business, which is my ticket out. And so every day I started looking at it as like, okay, if I could just get through another day and save up a little more money, invest a little more into my business, then that would be amazing. And I started looking at it as like my angel investor and that like I get to keep coming and getting this paycheck and using that to behind the scenes build my business. So um, that is like one particular way to go about it. Another, and what Esther was getting at was, okay, so it's not the teacher's fault, first of all, or the parent's fault. It's not anyone's fault. Like we're all conditioned a certain way and that's just, it's kind of how it is and, and we're here to sort of change that. But if the teacher didn't inspire the students and get them all revved up to go and like study this and work on this assignment, well, could you as the parent, could you try to make it exciting or could you kind of help the kid get there on their own? So for example, uh, my oldest was saying uh, this one school that would be like her top choice, the the college, top college that she would want to go to. And I was like, okay, well, um, that's cool. But just so you know, like if you want to get into that school, these are the requirements. They have a GPA requirement. They have a test score requirement. And it's really competitive. Like not does just everyone in Florida want to go there, but everyone in the country wants to come to Florida where it's warm and go to this school. And so, you know, just keep that in mind. And if you really want it, then, you know, you get that GPA. And I kind of like put it on her, like, you decide if you, I'm not going to decide like if this is the right school or not, or if you even want to go to college or not. But if that's something you want to do, then here, like you got to do these things that aren't really that fun, like studying and homework and, you know, preparing for tests and all the, all those kinds of things. But it's all building towards something that really is motivating that you really want to do. And so it's like, kind of just looking at it different is like these kids aren't bad kids. Kids are meant to move their bodies and be outside in nature, especially like, especially boys. I feel like boys, they're, you know, just immediately it's like, oh, they have a behavioral problem. They don't have a behavioral problem. I mean, yes, okay, like technically you can say that, but we're taking kids that are supposed to be learning through playing, through their imagination, through mimicking their parents through observing the world and being outside and moving their bodies and running and being like out in nature. And we put them in a classroom all day where they have to sit still and not move their body and not play. And they, you know, and so it's like, we have to find a way, I think, as a society to start to like integrate these things and as a parent, like you have the decision of how you want to approach it with your kid. And is your kid really just a bad kid that's lazy because they don't want to do their homework? Or is it just that they're stuck in this cycle where no one is doing anything to really inspire them to want to do it, to want to do the work? So um, 
If you have something you need to do and don't want to do it, first find a way to want to do it. So that was like my, whoa, big takeaway. The other one was she was saying that suffering is not succeeding. Okay, suffering is hanging on for dear life. So what she meant by that is that if you're in a situation where someone pisses you off or does you wrong or something bad happens to you, right, and you're complaining about it and you're like, how could they do this? And like, this isn't fair and oh, poor me. And like you get into that victim mentality, that is not succeeding, the only person that you're hurting is yourself. Okay, when you complain about something, it's not going to change that. It's not a solution. All it's doing is lowering your personal vibration. So even if someone else did you wrong, you complaining about it and, and just going over and over and over about this negative thing in your mind is just going to keep attracting more things like that. It's just hurting you. It is not succeeding. And you are choosing to live in your suffering. You are choosing to cling to this thing that happened and suffer versus letting it go and moving on with your life. And that's a a hard pill to swallow because people are like, "But, but they did me wrong and like this isn't fair. Okay, but it's also not fair that you keep putting yourself in this suffering over and over and over again because you won't let it go. So she, it was really a message about everything is our choice in terms of like there are going to be things. You could be the best manifestation master in the world. There are going to be things in life that happen that suck. Things that happen to you. Because guess what? You're not the only person in this world. Everyone else is in this world too. And they all have free will. And you can't manipulate their free will. And so sometimes there will be a clash, right? And you might get something that you don't want. And so if you linger on that and you're complaining about it, All it is doing is prolonging your suffering. And she said, the more someone is suffering, the more they encourage others to suffer. The more someone is having fun, the more they encourage others to have fun. Right? So if you could just start looking at it like that, like is this serving me by dwelling on it, by complaining about it, or is this actually me self-sabotaging myself So the same damn thing keeps happening over and over and over again. And that is something like if someone's going through it, they're not going to want to hear it, but it's true. It's absolutely true. And so when is enough enough? Well, it's enough is enough when you choose to let it go and, and you choose love and you choose joy and you choose to move forward and let go of that thing that has such a grip on you. So those were like the two things that I felt were transformational for me. Like the things that I needed to hear at that point in time that I know are going to stick with me and I'm going to remember them and I'm going to remind myself of them continuously. 
because hell, I mean, I complain. I, you know, like I live in my suffering sometimes. And so they're good reminders. And by just picking out those two things, I think I'm going to be able to integrate them a lot more than trying to take everything that was said and try to implement it all at once, right? So that was the Esther Hicks event. Then we did um, – we went out to this like really cool restaurant, like rooftop bar, um, and that was amazing. And then we hung out at the at the Airbnb. So we rented an Airbnb that was like it felt really just luxurious and like high end, and just we were really like embodying those wealthy, abundant vibes because that was the theme of this trip was to call in the money goals that we want for twenty twenty four. So we did that and we were playing around with runes and tarot and um, Simone is amazing at both of those. And we were supposed to actually record this podcast together, but um, but then when we got back, so the last night we stayed at my house and of course, like being away for two nights, my kids were totally out of their routine. And so they didn't want to go to bed and they were like revved up. And so there were a lot of things that last night that we wanted to do that we didn't get to do because the kids were just like, you know, they were excited to, to see me. We'll just say that. Um, and so it was it was kind of rough because it's like you get away and you have those couple of days to yourself and to set goals and a plan and everything. And then you come home and it's like chaos, right? Because your kids are out of their routine and like everything's changed and you got to try to like get them back into their routine. So needless to say, we get back and we did, oh, we did like money spells and stuff, which were awesome. And I, I think I'm going to, whatever I do, I've, I've got the idea brewing for this New Year's challenge type of thing. I will incorporate those as well. And it will be money themed because I think it's great to set money goals. I think we all should be setting money goals um, in our life. And if that hits you the wrong way, then you have a lot of limiting beliefs around money that you need to work through, which I am great at. And I've got a ton of stuff in the app to help you work through those. Um, But anyhow, so we did get to do some of those spells and stuff, but um, it took the kids like two hours to like settle in and actually fall asleep and then they finally settle in and fall asleep and then I'm you know kind of like calming down I finally settle in and fall asleep and then Aiden wakes up crying (laughs) and like would not go back to sleep so then we had to come downstairs and we were up and I just I did not sleep well at all I felt like just ugh, like waking up in the morning, I felt like a zombie. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm coming back. I've got like things to catch up on. And I feel like a zombie. So I was dragging, feeling so tired. And I mean, really a little bit sleep deprived. And so I'm like, right, I've got to catch up first and foremost on the podcast. But I mean, there's a whole list of things that I need to get caught up on because this is just such a a busy time of the year for my business. So, well, first of all, I have to tell you guys, I, right before I sat down to record this podcast, and this is like my new ritual now, whether I'm recording a podcast, talking like on a a Zoom call with someone, um, anything that I feel like I have to be on and, you know, 
energetic and and clear-minded and like really focused, I found this amazing elixir called Magic Mind. Now, here's the thing. So it's like I bought, I just bought a pack um, and it comes in like this box of like little shots, you know, that you just take in the morning. And I mean, you guys, if you follow me on Instagram, you've probably seen me many times on Instagram stories um, doing my turmeric shot, which that's homemade and it's really good for your immune system, but it makes you want to gag. I mean, it just does. It's very... Um, strong, we'll say. The taste is not fun. And I've experimented with a lot of different green drinks, elixirs, shots. And that is my problem. Like, I have to plug my nose and force myself to take it. So that's fully what I was expecting. But it actually tastes good. I was like, oh my gosh, Alexis, smell this. And she smelled it. And she's like, oh, I want to try it. And she's, you know, super picky. Um, with things typically, but she was like, yeah, it, it tastes good. Like it's really good. Um, and it's low in sugar. Like it, it's not filled with sugar. Cause that's the other thing that I have a hard time. I feel like you either have something that tastes terrible or you have something that tastes good and is filled with crap. And so this is not, this is filled with like really good things. So anyhow, When I want to be focused, if I'm feeling like I have brain fog, but it's a day where I need to show up and I need to be productive and I need to record videos um, or I need to like I'm in that state of taking inspired action, but my my physical body like isn't catching up to that. That is what this is for. And oh, my gosh. okay. I take it. It's like one shot and almost instantly I go right into that creative flow state. And you've heard me talk about creative flow state so many times on the podcast. It's where you could be sitting down and working on something for two hours and it feels like two minutes. Uh, You just are so in the moment, tuned in to what you're doing, and you could crank out so much. And this is the state that I was in when I wrote my book. And it's like, sometimes people will send me a quote from the book or be like, oh my gosh, this one passage, you know, completely changed my life. And I read it and I'm like, I wrote that? (laughs) Because the whole book, I I was in this creative flow state. And I look back at it and I still don't know, like, how did I do that Uh, while I was nine months pregnant, while I was on this really short deadline, but I did it because I was in this state. And so I've had a lot of you uh, that listen to the podcast ask me, how do I get into that state? And what happens if I want to manifest something and I have this idea, but I don't have the energy to do it? I don't have the motivation because I'm so tired. I'm so, I need, um, you know, the energy and the wherewithal to actually take the inspired action. And so that's where something like this is great because unlike coffee, which you know, I love coffee and I am not giving up my coffee, but there is a point in the day where like enough is enough. And I know if I drink any more coffee, I'm going to be uh, jittery. And I know that there's that crash and you don't get that with this. It's not like an energy drink. It is an elixir that is full 
of things that are really good for your body and your mind, but it gives you that boost of energy and it gets you in that creative flow and you feel like you can focus. It's almost like I every time I take it, I imagine that a certain area of my brain is like activated because you know how they say you only use certain parts of your brain. That's what it feels like. I feel like all of a sudden I'm able to do things that I'm not normally able to do or I think about things like in a, a really unique um, creative way. So anyhow, back to the ingredients for Magic Mind. It has matcha. So all of you matcha lovers will absolutely love this. Um, but what else I was really interested in is the ashwagandha because the ashwagandha I take a lot of times in the evening if I'm having trouble like really calming down. Um, it's great for like reducing anxiety and stress. Um, and then lion's mane mushrooms. So this is the other thing. These nootropics and adaptogens like lion's mane, uh, they're so beneficial, but I cannot bring myself to drink these mushroom coffees. I just, I can't, I feel like I'm drinking dirt. It just doesn't work well for me. Um, and so I was really excited to see that in there because again, it helps with anxiety, which you guys know, like I've had anxiety off and on my whole life. Um, but it also helps with inflammation. And I'm going to do a whole episode on like biohacking and a lot of the things that I've been uncovering lately with my health. But inflammation is something that I guarantee we're all dealing with because of the food system that we have here. Um, so that's great. It has cordyceps, same thing, an adaptogen, adaptogen that reduces inflammation. And these things are also good for strengthening your immune system. So Aiden and I both got um, this horrible cold uh, about a week ago or so, and it's just been lingering. And so, you know, I got the zinc and the vitamin D and all that kind of stuff. Um, but this, I feel like it just gives you all of the right things to really amp up your immune system. So anyhow, you guys need to try it because again, like I said, for those of you that were like, how do I get into a creative flow state? Um, how do I take inspired action when I feel like crap, when I don't have the energy and I'm tired and I'm stressed and I'm anxious? I recommend this. I am taking it daily now and you immediately feel the difference. And um, I, I like it so much that I asked them uh, for a discount code and I got one. And so if you guys want to order it, I will put the link in the show notes. Um, but if you go to magicmind.com slash L-O-A-T, like Law of Attraction Tribe. So magicmind.com slash L-O-A-T. Um, and then you use my code, which is L-O-A-T 20. You can get a subscription with up to half off. So definitely it's worth it to use that code. Um, and I would say just try it out because like I said, I noticed a, di a difference instantly. Um, so again, I'll put that in the show notes. And then if you don't want to order it online, they also have just been added to Sprouts Market. So I don't know if you guys, like we have a few here in Tampa, it's Sprouts Farmers uh, Market. And if you like, instead of getting the whole pack, they sell like the individual bottles there. So you can go and try it out there. And then if you're like, oh yeah, I do like this and you want to order it, 
um, then order it online so you can get the discount. So I'll link all of that in the show notes and check it out. And I mean, this stuff is like magical. It's like magic in a bottle. It is the best elixir that I've had yet. So um, yeah, that's like super helpful for my morning routine. It's part of my morning ritual now. So anyhow, now I just feel like I'm back into the swing of things. And it's so funny because this time of year, I feel like everybody, you know, starts to slow down and get into the holiday mode. And like, trust me, I'm super into Christmas and in the holidays and everything else. But I also, I get really excited and amped up to plan for a new year because I think about how much I accomplished through this year. And then I think about like where I was at two years ago and three years ago and four years ago and just how much growth there has been and also how many incredible things have happened that I never could have anticipated. And it gets me really excited for the year ahead knowing that, yeah, I'm going to plan for all kinds of amazing things to happen, but the universe is also going to surprise me with a lot of really fun and exciting opportunities. And it just, it keeps getting better and better. And so one of the things that I really tried to do was get clear on what I want this year to be. And not just some arbitrary goal, like, oh, I want to make a million dollars, right? Or I want million podcast downloads or whatever it is, but think like, well, why do I want those things? What are those things going to give me that I don't have already? And in terms of the money, it's typically when you start asking yourself those questions and you think like, okay, well, I would do this, this, and this, and you start to look at that and calculate it, you realize that you certainly don't need that much to make it happen. In fact, all of a sudden it's like, wow, this is really doable. And you could set a really good strategic goal um, that's spread out throughout the year that would give you all of those things that you know you want to have, whether it's money left over so you can invest, whether it's saving up for to buy a house or like whatever your your goal is, when you really break it down and look at it, um, it's usually doable when you actually do the math and kind of figure out where you are and what that money is going to give you and then reverse engineer it, right? So if you want to buy a house, like do the research and start looking at, you know, what are the monthly payments of this place? And okay, so how much more would I need um, every single month to make or whatever? And like just reverse engineer it And that's what I like to do. That's what feels good for me. Of course, like just do whatever feels good for you, you know. Um, But for me, that's been so helpful because so much of my life, I always thought like, oh, well, if I want to live the life that I really want to live, I have to be like this multimillionaire when that's not the case at all. You know, that's not the case at all. It's like 10 grand, 15 grand a month. Like you'd be amazed at the kind of lifestyle you can live when you're even just making that and that's nowhere close to being a multimillionaire. So um, that's what I like to do is reverse engineer it. But then also, and this gets overlooked a lot, is think about what you don't want. So we did, it was like a banishing spell with the waning moon. And it was thinking about and writing out the things that you don't want to carry with you into the new year. 
And so, again, this was like money themes. So a lot of it had to do with like feeling worthy of it, um, feeling like I could stand alone in it and feeling like empowered in it and not needing to rely on anyone else like in terms of managing it or bringing it in um those types of things and just think about like okay if I could go into the new year and nothing is holding me back what does that look like and what do I need to subtract from my life now and sometimes it's really big things like sometimes it might be like man I need a different job or like maybe I need to move or maybe I need to try something else because what I'm doing right now isn't working. Um, And it might be like little things too. Like, well, maybe it's time that I quit, you know, eating gluten because it's giving me a ton of brain fog and I'm, I just can't focus. I'm not going to be able to move forward. Like it could be so many different things. But the point is a lot of times when it comes to goal setting, we think about the things we want, but we don't give a lot of thought to what we want to leave behind, what we want to let go of. And sometimes letting go of something um, is less of an energetic, you know, uh, how do I say this? It's not as hard energetically as like building on something completely new. So sometimes you could just eliminate like one or two little things that aren't serving you and it makes a huge impact on how you feel how you show up, and is much more likely to put you into that that mindset and that space of where you really want to be. So start thinking about, you know, what you do want, quantify it. Um, think about how far you are from that and reverse engineer it, but then think about, okay, what's holding me back? Are there people holding me back? Is there a mindset that is holding me back, like a certain belief that's holding me back that I haven't worked through? Um, is there something in my environment that's holding me back? Like really think about that. And then what we did is we wrote it out and we burned it in the waning moon and then you want to get rid of it. So <laughs> it said to like sprinkle it across the ground. I threw that shit out of my yard because I don't want it. <laughs> I don't want any of it remaining in my yard. Um And so that felt really like a weight lifting off my shoulders. It feels really good to let go of some of these things that are weighing you down. So I definitely recommend that. And you could probably even start with that. I feel like if I would have started with that, then like the goal setting part would have felt even easier because I'd already have that weight off of me and then it's easier to move forward and set goals. So, um, so yeah, like those are my tips, um, for right now. I'm probably going to have a lot of them because like I said, this time of the year, just, I get all amped up. I take my mind magic. I get my journal out. I light my abundance candle and I just go to town. But, um, yeah. So just to recap, okay, there's something that you need to do and you don't want to do it first. Find a way to want to do it. And then suffering is not succeeding. Don't live in your suffering and everyone can make that choice everyone can decide how they want to respond to the things that are happening around them to them whatever and then let go of the things that you want to banish the things you don't want to carry into 2024 and then go ahead and start setting some income goals 
to get you to the lifestyle that you want to live. All right, so that's what I have for you today. Again, this is a little bit of a longer episode, which is good because I'm, I've been behind, so I apologize. But um, yeah, get ready. There's a lot of good stuff coming in the Manifest It Now app. I also have a new manifestation program. It's in the beta launch right now, which means like we have people testing it out. If you want to get in and test it out, like you want early access and a huge discount, um, I'll put that link in the show notes because as podcast listeners, I feel like you should get um, the opportunity to have that early access. So I'll link that up for you as well. And I hope you guys have an amazing, wonderful week and I'll see you back here soon. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you guys want more in between these podcast episodes, you can subscribe to my Apple podcast, Manifested It. You can find that in Apple Podcasts and it has all of my bonus interviews, guided visualizations, subliminals, meditations, all that good stuff. Or you can download the Manifest It Now app where I put everything, all of my interviews, tools, everything I've used to manifest a life I don't need a vacation from. You can find that wherever you get your apps in Google Play or the Apple App Store. And you can join the Inner Tribe Manifesting Community, which is inside the app as well. If you want to up-level with a group of women who are there to support you, cheer you on, give you guidance, and up-level your vibe. And if you love this episode, the best thing you can do to support the podcast is share it. Share it with a friend. Share it on your Instagram. Make sure to tag me at Law of Attraction Tribe so I can share it back on my story as well. I love connecting with you guys and putting a face to all the listeners out there. So come connect with me over on Instagram and let's start a conversation. Have a great week and I'll see you back here next time.